this is him and this is all of his generals in his cabinet. Does this does this picture strike you as a guy who trusts anybody? Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name's Hero. This is the Identity Booth. Um, we're going to talk about the war. Uh, we're going to talk about the war in retrospect of everything that's going on. This is a constantly evolving story, so constantly hit the refresh button get updated sources better understand the situation just don't believe everything that you hear and see uh vet it make sure you understand the information you're being pushed um i think it's important for us to talk about the the war from a perspective of the out the impact is having on less fortunate people because when the rich rage war is the poor that die uh this is a constant message that has been reiterated in my mind and a lot of people don't understand like what's really going on in the grand scheme of things like yeah there's a war going on and yeah people are being displaced but what is this doing in the bigger picture you're already seeing the side effects if you drive to work every day you're already seeing the side effects of it but that's on a minute scale what about the people who whose whose biggest issue is getting out of a war torn country and i'll say this at the very top I'm not interested in having a discussion about um, <laughs> about validating white people's tears. Um, it behooves you to stoop to the level of your oppressor or a common denominator that states that, oh, because somebody is experiencing pain and they've never been there for you during your pain, that you can't show them uh, sympathy, in this case, empathy. Um, the Iraq war is its own story and its own issues. And we've been condemning it for 20 years plus. We're still condemning it, but there's no excuse for us to pass that aggression on to Ukraine for the life and like of everything. Were you checking up on Ukraine when shit was going down in Pakistan and, uh, Afghanistan? Were you like actively checking their Twitter thread to make sure that they were in support or against it because to this day i don't know if they were supporting against it the crazy thing is like it's the anniversary today uh 306 uh 2022 where france was like no nah, we're good we're not gonna join you guys in this fight because we don't have conclusive evidence and 22 years later they were right so it stands to reason that uh if you're over here trying to be um i don't care about the war don't care about it but don't care don't not care about it because uh, because the people don't relate to you don't not care about it because you think war is stupid you think in all this evolution we can we can send people to the fucking moon we can send people on space travel and shit like that and we're still having wars we're, we, we ain't figured out how to get along on this rock spinning around a fucking sun crazy i'm here to talk about black people issues i'm here to talk about the refugees and the displaced students and African uh, people in the Ukraine. And some major issues that really just make me think, like, why is this even, why is it an issue to get people out of the country? Right? Like, there are three things we want to make clear. One, why is the Ukrainian government holding people up and we have proof of this we have accounts we have posts about this 
and just the narrative that's going on. We're going to watch a ton of videos on this. The second thing I want to talk about is why, like, as great as President uh, Zelensky has done in this thing, he's really done a really bad job in diplomacy. He is, he is an, (laughs) there's a lot of you got to know about this guy. He's an actor slash comedian who played, who played a president on TV and then eventually turned it around and ran for it. So he's good at rallying a crowd, as we saw in the UN speech. But one thing we're finding out painfully clear is he's not good with diplomacy. And he he might have to do some drastic things to get either his image back or to actually do what he intends to do with this all-out um, no-holds-bar attack, which is save his people. And then ultimately, I'll tell you guys where I stand on this stuff, right? So let's get into it. Um, it goes without saying that some some bad things are happening and we need to address it. Ukrainian conflict, Nigerian con- Nigeria condemns tre- uh, treatment of Africans. This is from February 28th. Uh, Nigerian government has condemned reports that citizens and those of other African countries have been stopped from leaving war-torn Ukraine. This begs the question, why are they being stopped from leaving Ukraine? I don't, like, clearly there's a situation happening where everyone is trying to leave the country. What is their, their reasoning for not letting them leave the country? Because all the borders have acknowledged that they will accept Ukrainian citizens, and that also includes um, current uh, people who reside in the country, whether it's through temporary education. Like, it's just weird. Why are they being stopped? No one has seemed to be, and none of the news reports seem to answer that question. What is the reason for them being stopped? But this is, but this is also um, not just the government's issue because I say this, I say this wholeheartedly, and I mean it to the fact when. When people are witnessing discrimination, they are as guilty as the person committing the crime of discrimination. When that person is being, when you look at those old photos of people being lynched and everyone's sitting there smiling, no one there didn't help hang that man. Even the kids. Isaac, a Nigerian man trying to get into Poland, said border staff told him they weren't tending to Africans. But what does him being African have to do with him evacuating Ukraine? So is it just because he's black? That's that's blatant racism. Because you can be black and be Poland. I mean, you can be black and be Poland. You can also be black and be Ukrainian. Ukrainian, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is a nationality to be Ukrainian? We've been chased back. We've been hit with police armed, armed with sticks. He told the BBC South Africa, South African Foreign Office officially, uh, official Claysom Molia, Monilia, I like that name, said students had been badly treated at the border. There have also been numerous reports of Ukrainian security officials preventing Africans from catching buses, trains, and going to the border. This is one of those clips.
Osime from Nigeria told the BBC he had tried to get on the train in in Livia, Livia to take him to the Polish border but was told only Ukrainians would be allowed on board. Nigerian President uh, Muhammad Buhari, I know that name, going to go see that man later, said there were about 4,000 Nigerians in Ukraine, mostly students. These are students who are going to school to become doctors so that they can go back and serve their people. It's crazy. But let's get into some, some of the narratives that have happened in the news. Because once again, the story still remains the same for me. They, no one has answered that question in, in the theory, but let's hear what, what's, what the narrative is. For me, because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed. Children being killed every day with Putin's missiles. And his helicopters and his rockets. And so, of course, I, I understand and respect. Me, I'm sorry. It's very emotional for me. He doesn't even have blonde hair and blue eyes. So what is he talking about? This is blatant race. And from the BBC, on top of that, remember the article we just read, also from the BBC? So for the, 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 the reporter not to even push back and say, what about other people with different phys physical features? What about them? It's shameful. It's shameful. On est au 21e siècle, on est dans une ville européenne et on a des tirs de missiles de croisière comme si on était en Irak ou en Afghanistan, vous imaginez On est au 21e siècle, on est dans une ville européenne et on a des tirs de missiles de croisière comme si on était en Irak ou en Afghanistan, vous imaginez We are in a European city and we have cruise missiles fire at though we are in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's, it's cool for it to happen to brown and black people. But we can't happen to us. We're in the 21st century. We're, Euro we're a European country. The blatant disregard for life of people of different colors. Now the unthinkable has happened to them. And this is not a developing third world nation. This is War can only happen in a third world nation. This is a developed country. ITV UK. 15,000 people were coming into Poland in just the last 24 hours. But look what happened in the last refugee crisis in Europe back in 2015. Poland was one of the EU countries that... You know, was hesitant to take in refugees. Talk about what has changed and a different position now. There's only one right answer to this. They're white. That's the only that's the only correct answer, but watch the bullshit. Yeah, well just to put it bluntly, these are not refugees from Syria. These are refugees from uh, neighboring Ukraine. I mean that quite frankly is part of it. These are um, Christians, they're white, they're, um... She wasn't even afraid to say it out loud. They're Christian and they're white. Enough said. Pologne, parce que ça va être une question importante. Et je parle... Another one. It's important. It's an important question where we are not talking here about Syrian fleeing. We are talking about Europeans. Talking about in bomb shelters, but this isn't a place with all due respect, um, you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a because of white people, right? They, they, they've always had issues, but they never had missile issues. They never had political collapse issues. They don't, they fight as much as we do on a basic day, but they got that oil. A relatively civilized, uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully too. That's him choosing his words carefully. 
if that's him choosing his words carefully, can you imagine what he says behind closed doors? I would love to be a tape recorder in a, in a private room with him. It's, it's very dystopian. It's very dystopian to see this. Now, I can't say all bad and all good because we do know of some good stories where people got uh, things that they needed. People took them in. But it was the it was the people, not the government. It's a systemic issue. And kudos to those people who did the right thing and stood up for those uh, refugees. But why did it take the people? Why come the government that's being paid? Because these guys are paying taxes in, in Ukraine. Why aren't they getting the same love? This is the part that, that killed me here. There was talks about people being separated, segregated. There was talks about people giving having privilege given to their dogs. It was talk about white people's dogs and pets, and that's why I hate the pet owners with a passion. Because they actually think their pets are more important than people. They're that they're that recluse. This story goes on and on. And this is actually um, uh, there were some reports about uh, discrimination of uh, people with Arabic or uh, African roots. Um, what can you tell us about that? Is this true? Did you experience something like this? Yes, I experienced that. There's a lot of hostility um, from the white women. They really don't like us to be in the train. Somebody was telling me I have to stand up. I have to go out. If I don't, I'm not a Ukrainian. I shouldn't be in the train of a Ukrainian. I should find anywhere I should go to. So it's really, really, really sad that we have to face this. And they prefer their pets, their animals, even before a black man or a black woman. So it's really sad. I'm really traumatized, first of all. I really. It's crazy that that's something. Because it's true. You know it's true. You fucking know it's true. Ukrainian. The, the problem we have here. Let's go on to part two. Because this is just me re repeating myself. The problem with Ukraine right now is that Ukraine. Uh, Ukrainian's president, uh, uh, his name is oddly similar to Vladimir Putin, but it's Vladimir uh, Zelensky. Zelensky doesn't understand diplomacy. The, the United States is demonstrating extreme diplomacy. What do I mean by this? The end game or the worst case scenario we're trying to avoid is Russia's missile versus our missiles. And for all y'all that don't know, Russia's literally within eyesight of America, if you count Alaska as America, which it is. So they're not far from us. There's no situation where they can't hit American soil with their artillery. The scary part is America doesn't want to be thrown into World War III because of Ukraine. And Ukraine and people in this war and people who are watching this, this is, this is something that we need to understand. Diplomacy works, but because of Zelensky's inability to hold hot water, he wants to, Russia's not going for a situation where they're part of, the, of NATO or the EU, because that puts America and their enemies at their border. The one thing Ukraine needs to do to help the situation is go back into diplomacy and offer up a situation where you're okay being an independent state, be an independent country, because that guarantees no artillery is at the front door. This is the equivalent, and you just and I'm not siding with Russia or anything like that because America is far from the good guy here. 
But imagine someone said they want to put a bomb directly outside your door. It's not in your house, but it's it's not even in, on your property. It's not on your doorstep. It's on the sidewalk in front of your house. Now, you could go over there and pick it up and move it, but that's not your property. That's And it's public space, and, you know, it's for everybody. So someone has decided to put that bomb there. And every day you go there, you could blow it up and remove it. But how much, how much of that you going to take? What if they start putting two bombs there every day? Three bombs. So you've made it difficult for this psychopath, which Putin is. Like, there's an awesome picture on Sean Keek's page. This guy, just one look at this picture is all you really need to know about this guy. Where is it? Where is it? It's, it's an awesome picture of him. This picture. This is him and this is all of his generals in his cabinet. Does this Does this picture strike you as a guy who trusts anybody? Look at that. He's so afraid of being assassinated at the age of 70-something that he, he forces this type of distance. He doesn't trust anybody. So he's definitely not... He's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the least compromising person in the, in the world. Period. The world is literally against him and he said, fuck you guys. This is the double down of double downers. So you're not going to convince him to change. We have to compromise. That's what diplomacy is about. And Zelensky, who is an actor by trade, can't pretend he knows what he's doing here. This isn't a situation where you can scream cut and retakes. This is a final shot. And the shot could be deadly. Within 13 minutes, the world could be over with. I question paying paying my bills anymore. And then they ultimately, finally, where does this leave us? Three things. Not even three things. Two things. One, Bitcoin. Two, the world is not going to end for the sake of saving Ukraine. Period. It happened in Crimea, uh, Belarus, or whatever the fuck. It's over. It's just a matter of time. Because we're not going to... America is not going to send us into World War Three for a non-NATO, non-EU, non-important country. We'll send you money. We'll send you weapons. We'll, we'll put sanctions on them. And if this isn't something scary, you'll hear this. Imagine the American dollar being crippled by 53%. You got Bitcoin? Because you could... You got some Ethereum? You got some coins and money that has value outside of the American dollar? You could use it. It just made Bitcoin and Ethereum and all those other coins super important. Super important. But the Ukrainian government needs to figure out a way of surrendering on terms. Or, or becoming a, an independent nation who's not going to join NATO or any of that. Or prepare to lose this war outright because you're dealing against Russia. It's the equivalent of Texas um, going against Hawaii. It's just that that off-putting. It's like the equivalent of the U.S. going against Hawaii. Maybe not even Hawaii. Well, yeah, Hawaii, fuck them. <laughs> so that's my honest God opinion. I feel for everyone in the situation that they're in. 
it's it's unbearable. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like people being losing their homes doesn't affect me. Um, no matter their color, creed, race, agenda, friend, ally, enemy, frenemy, people in pain is nothing that I'll ever cheer for or ignore. But I can understand people who probably feel like um, I'm only doing what I was shown. I'll, I'm only doing what I'm shown to do. And you can't really be mad at black people. Now, I'm not mad at black people for it because they're only imitating what they've experienced. If you had showed black people how to be loved, then you wouldn't have to worry about how to get some, right?